Welcome to That Weekend Feeling with Darren Mann. Joining us on That Weekend Feeling today, a man who I hope you won't mind, I call him a veteran of the comedy scene in South <laughs> Africa, Stuart Taylor. How are you doing? How old do you have to be a veteran before I decide how offended I need to be, Darren? <laughs> well, you're about my age, so snap. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going to start referring to you as a veteran of the of the broadcast industry there, sir. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't get paid more, though, unfortunately, do we? <laughs> no, no, no. Sadly not. Sadly not. But it does mean uh, you've been around a while and you kind of stood the test of time. So I'll take that. I'll take it as a compliment. It is definitely a compliment. Two veterans joining you on that weekend feeling today. Uh, Stuart is currently touring South Africa, but let me just say that he's, he's not only a performer these days, but he's also become a, a promoter. Let's talk about the promotion side first. How's that going? And in terms of arranging various gigs on a tour of the country like you are? Don't do it. Artists are the worst people on the face of the planet, Dan. <laughs> no, you know, it's, 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 it's an interesting flip side of the coin because I've always been on stage. And I guess, I mean, for the most part, I've always arranged my own tours when I was doing comedy shows, you know, with venues around Cape Town or around Joburg. Sure. So I kind of always knew about putting on gigs. This is just sort of digging a little bit deeper. Uh, but I think what, what artists appreciate about me is that because I've been on stage, I'm going to cater to the touch points that are interesting to them or, or important to them. So I think uh, we, we've learned the art of dealing with, uh, of, of massaging egos. <laughs> and if you can get your head around massaging egos, uh, it's the business is quite, it's quite liquor. Listen, I mean, uh, COVID certainly we, we, we struggling in terms of, in terms of numbers and in terms of venues and capacities sure. and things like that. But it's, it's great. You know, I, I think that, it, it just felt like a natural progression. I'm certainly not giving up my own performing. I, I, love, I love being on stage and I'm reminded of it every time I step on stage. And I think to a certain extent, COVID has made me a lot more appreciative of the times that I'm on stage. Right. But I also think in terms of, in terms of building legacy, um, this production company, we have TaylorMade Productions, which, by the way, it's not just a live production space now. It's also we do uh, broadcast productions as well. It's just... It's, it's an interesting way of, of, of splitting my time. You know, I realized I don't always have to be on stage. I don't always have to be on the road. Sometimes I can, I can multitask and I can be arranging those spaces for other people. Uh, and for me, it's, it's very much about giving back to the industry. You know, yeah. so, so often in, in, in these spaces, you have these gatekeepers that unless you are hosted by X, Y, and Z, unless you are directed by X, Y, and Z, unless you are produced by X, Y, and Z, unless you are X, Y, and Z, venues won't even bother returning your, your email. So for me, it's very much about, hey, man, can I open doors for some, for some acts that won't necessarily get access to these spaces? And that's kind of my little bit of, of, of give back to the industry. No, well, I think it's fantastic. I mean, you're helping grow the industry. And you mentioned COVID during the course of the yeah. last few seconds. How much of an impact did that have on your industry? Because I know the events industry got absolutely cut off at the knees and you're part of that. Absolutely. So, I mean, you, you know what is funny? I remember, and, and it's because those memories are coming up on Facebook. I'm seeing all the memories of what, what I was saying on videos two years ago. Um, I honestly, genuinely believed we were going to take a three-week break. 
Uh, the praise had given us three weeks off. It was a time to do yoga, a time to meditate, a time to just chill out. And in three weeks' time, this COVID thing will be gone and we'll be back to normal. However, <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to Jason Goliath about during week number two, and he was he was doing Kaya breakfast at the time. Jason says to me, Stu, it'll be two years before we're back on stage. I said, Jason, you're crazy. You're drinking the Kool-Aid. Come on, man. This thing is it'll be gone in, a, in an instant. My goodness. On January, funny enough, now, so the end of February was Jason's first time back on stage in two years for a show we were producing in, in, in Cape Town and mine as well. My first time back in front of a live audience. I was very, very fortunate. And I, I count my blessings on this in terms of the most unlikely savior. <laughs> I must be honest. I mean, uh, I'm, I've just written a note to myself here. Jason Goliath, now also clairvoyant, as well as a comedian. <laughs> Ask him for the lotto numbers for next week. I should. I should. My goodness, that you could call it that accurately. But I will say, we say, so shame, I, you know, and I, I have to constantly count my blessings. Whenever I tell, whenever I recount what happened during the pandemic, the truth is that the most unlikely savior came on board for me in that a show myself and Riyad Musa had pitched to the SABC about five years ago. Lo and behold, got picked up in the midst of a pandemic. Oh, and man. It meant that TaylorMade Productions had worked and had worked for all the Cape Town and most of the Joburg comedy industry for about a nine-month period we rolled out this production. It was such a privilege to be able to give a hand up to, 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 to so like literally a hundred different people in the arts. Well, uh, you're a good it, man. You're a good it, man. It designers and dresses. And, and it was, it was, you know, it was, it, it was, it was such a touching thing. I mean, shame. Everyone was reading. No one could work. And this thing came along and we could go, Hey guys, I need you in a writing room for three weeks and just to watch them arrive with gusto and just go, Oh, thank goodness. This is really a lifesaver. So, you, you know, we really, we were, we were very, very fortunate that that came up for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th I think so many people uh, just had to adapt, you know, for, for us, we just said, well, pick the lowest hanging fruit. If, uh, if someone wants jokes to be, to be told to their staff on Zoom, you can I'm like, it. okay, well, I'm going to become a master of telling jokes on Zoom. <laughs> you know, if someone says, hey, Stu, and I need a producer to put together this little thing, I just literally rolled up my sleeves and said, let's do it. I'm going to do absolutely everything. I'm going to upskill myself. That's how we survived uh, uh, through, through the, 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 the past uh, two years. Speaking of young wannabe comedians, you mentioned giving some of them a hand up whenever you could. Uh, words of advice. I know a few who'd love to be doing your job. And uh, from a veteran in the industry, a few words, a few wise words of wisdom. You know, all I can say is that there's no substitute for stage time. That is, that is the, the, the hard truth, is that there is no substitute for stage time. And there's, so there's two aspects to stage time. It's just about doing the work. The people who've had longevity in this industry are the people who've been doing the work. Those, there are some amazing, bright, shining stars we see when they first step on stage, and you, then they just don't do the work, and they very much fizzle out. And trust me, when hard work meets talent, it takes over the daily show. You know what I mean? Like, I, I always want to say, that you, you know, people talk about, about luck and right place at right time. I want to say, take, take our friend Trevor. I do not know a harder working comedian on the planet. Yeah. Um, I'll bring up Jason Goliath again. You know, Jason always jokes. He says, Stu, the reason you and I haven't hit Trevor's success is because we like to sit back and have a beer from time to time. <laughs> 
And trust me when I say that guy does not sit back and have a beer. He goes home after the show and he goes, how could I improve? So it's about, it's just about putting in the work. And the, a lot of that work happens on stage. You know, you, you, you find that open mic gig and you invite 20 people and the 20 people become 30 people and the 30 people become 40 people. And week after week, you just get up on stage and you'll find yourself improve and you'll build an audience. And it's, that's, that's, the, only, that's the only way to get noticed is, is through the stage time. Oh, brilliant. The general state of comedy in South Africa at the moment, do, do you think we're in a good place? We've had that COVID break. It's, it's amazing. I've been, I've been doing, because I've been writing a new show, and this is the thing, so I've, I've, I take my own advice. So I pop in at every single comedy gig I can when, I'm, when, when I've got a free night in Cape Town. I go, hey, man, just let me jump on for 10 minutes and, and, and test the material, because that's the only way I know it's good. And I'm so excited by the caliber of, of the artists that I watch. You know, I've, I've always, whenever I've traveled overseas, I've always thought to myself, man, how open mic acts are as good as some of the, the middle acts and the hosts across the state. And our headliners over here run circles around any of those club comics. I'm very happy to say that it's very much still the same. There are so many amazing young comics uh, working the comedy circuit uh, in, in South Africa. And I think what is going to be interesting is, you know, Netflix has brought a lot of comedy to the fore, but I think people are going to start to realize Watch many of those Netflix specials and then go and watch a live comic uh, when you get the opportunity. Come to ArtsFest. Come when many of us uh, pop down over here in the Bay all the time. Pop down and watch one of those live comics and you will go, okay, so this guy certainly deserves a Netflix special. When's he getting? Because we really do. We've produced some phenomenal, phenomenal uh, comics. I always, I'm like, this is a, this is a funny, uh, like a funny anecdote. There's a very famous comic. Uh, who was in this? Uh, at, 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 it happened at a table in the states, uh, at at above above the cellar. And um, Trevor was there with, with with two other younger younger South African comics, and they were yeah. all on the bill. And there were these three very established comedians. And one of them, they, they were they were saying to the guys, guys, I mean Trevor, we thought Trevor's an anomaly, but you guys are really like you've come you come out of nowhere. You just got these fresh voices. And one of the very famous comedians. Uh, uh, I won't say what his name is, but he just got slapped at the Oscars, um, said to one of the other comics, you know, South Af- he's met many South African comics. And South Africa makes comedians the way Jamaica makes sprinters. It's such an amazing line. And he was like, you guys are tempered in a different way. You're tempered in a way that you tell stories which are just they're so out there. You live in a world which is so mad and so crazy that you come and you tell us your mad, crazy stories, and it sounds like it sounds like it's all made up. Meanwhile, our reality to them is, is quite <laughs> it's quite out there. So I think we just tempered in a way that we, our stories have got it's so much more gritty and it's got it's got so much more character. You know, I mean, they're going to do gags about my name got spelled wrong on my on my Starbucks cup. And then, you know, our guys are talking about whatever crazy, you know, it's just madness that, that is growing up in South Africa. So once we get into the world, it's, it's always, we always uh, are complimented. And, and I feel that the South African comedy industry is doing, doing fantastically. So our comedians are like Jamaica's sprinters. You're now comparing Jason Goliath to Usain Bolt. <laughs> 
Have you heard the speed at which Jason speaks? Have you heard the speed at which he speaks? He will outspeak you, saying. <laughs> Absolute legend of the South African comedic scene, uh, veteran or not, he still knows how to make you laugh. He's still got the hunger. Please do support him. Go check out his uh, social media platforms as well. He's active on all of them. You are active on. Uh, I am. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to become like a millennial and, and uh, get active and post on Instagram. <laughs> You're a legend, man. Nice to catch up again. Thanks, buddy. Good to chat. Chat soon. That was that weekend feeling with Darren Mann.